South Burbs Hitmen Podcast with your hosts, Joe Mandel, Stephen Zim Zimmerman, and Vinny Parisi. We're bringing you the White Sox coverage you need from the perspective of true Southsiders. Grab your Comiskey dog with an ice cold beer and meet us in section 155. Everyone get on your feet for your South Burbs Hitmen! That ball hit deep. Way back. You can put it on the board. Yes. Jimenez in the air. Left field. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. Over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges close. Out. And the White Sox have won the World Series. Alexei. Yes. Yes! 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 History! A perfect game by Mark Burley, and what an unbelievable, unbelievable play by 25. First pitch starts now. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of South Burbs Hitman. I'm your host, Joe Mandel, joined by my White Sox brother-in-arms, Vinny Parisi. Our other brother, Steven Zim Zimmerman, couldn't be with us tonight because he got married yesterday. First and foremost, congratulations to Zim and his wife, Brittany. We're so happy for you guys, and uh, you know, take all the time you need. It's time to celebrate. So with that said, Vinny... Um, Welcome to this week of abysmal White Sox baseball. How are you doing? This team sucks. I mean, I'll just, I say it like it is. This team is so bad. They're just crap hole luck. You put it in the the notes, crap, crap, crap. Well, I'll I did. take it one further. I'll take it one further. You've seen Spider-Man, the one with Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. One. Oh, yeah. And he brings some photos to J. Jonah Jameson, pictures of Spider-Man, and J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> takes the stack of photos and he goes crap crap mega crap that's the chicago white Sox right now yeah that's that's pretty accurate um it's been brutal it's a brutal game uh I'm, i have the game here in front of me right now it's what is it now is it still four to two Vinny? yep yeah Sox go up two nothing i was just telling Vinny, i'm like man am i excited i'm like that's a great great start nice to see andrew vaughn doing good things and then it's four to two almost instantly. Uh, we can't really catch a break, huh? Yeah, no, the Toronto Blue Jays are very good too. And the White Sox got swept by the Rays right before, and the Rays are even better. But every game was close. Um, every they had a chance to win most of the games, two of the three games at least. And it's just it's sad that. This is what the team has become. Six and a half years ago on December 6th, 2016, the Cubs were the defending World Series champions and were really taken over town. It seemed like there were no White Sox fans left. Anybody who was 50-50 was a Cubs fan right there. You know, you had your diehard White Sox fans, you know, guys like us, like, you know, the people who hang out in Section 108, those guys will always be around. But, like, anyone who was 50-50 was a Cubs fan at that time. And then it became a thing where the White Sox started rebuilding and Rick Hahn traded Christopher Allen sale to the Boston Red Sox. 
to get Yoan Mankata and Michael Kopech. And we thought they were going to be superstars. There's still a chance for Kopech to be a very good player. Um, but from then, it's just been a massive disappointment. Everything about them has been a massive disappointment. Um, the GM, every manager since, um, most of the players since, Dylan Cease is really good. Uh, Lucas Giolito has had flashes in the pan. They made a nice trade for Lance Lynn. Even though Lynn's not having the best year this year, I don't think anybody thinks Dane Dunning would do much better. So it's yeah. not, you know, and Lance Lynn gave us some really fun moments, screaming at people, wearing the free Britney shirt. I mean, we'll always remember Lance Lynn in a positive light. At least I will. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, this is just a massive disappointment as a whole from top to bottom. It is. And uh, Matthew in the chat says nothing seems to be working right. Luis has a great catch. They don't capitalize on the momentum. There's no momentum with this team. It's very true. Um, couldn't have said it better myself, Matthew. Uh, it's tough sledding out there. And I tell you what, we're not going to complain the entire show because Vinny and I have vowed that that's not going to be the case. But we're going to, you know, we're going to dive in a little bit. We're going to talk some some stats and some pick to click and all the fun stuff we do. And then we're going to turn things on its head. We'll do a little tease for later on, Vinny. This week's guaranteed take, we can let people think. They'll tune back in later. But we're going to talk about it later in the show. But there's big news today, first off, in football. Aaron Rodgers officially traded to the New York Jets, no longer in Green Bay. So my thought process, Vinny, was, okay, who is the equivalent? Who's the White Sox equivalent of Aaron Rodgers and him getting traded out of the division? So we'll think about it, we'll stew on it, and we'll talk about it more later in the show. Uh, I think that's probably going to be more interesting than the White Sox talk today, but yeah, it <laughs> unless is. they come back. It is, and – even if they do come back, I mean, okay, they'll, they'll be eight and 17 then um, or whatever they are. But you, you nailed it. We're not going to spend this whole season complaining. We're just going to say what's true. And it's not going to be, you know, t- you know, just talking crap the whole time. We're going to try and offer solutions and, you know, just just talk about it objectively. And th- that's where I'm at. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I came into this season with mild optimism. It didn't take long for it to go away because it was just the same stuff from last year. And last year really put a dent in my hopes. Um, if you would have asked me after 2021, will the core of Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Yoan Moncada, and Tim Anderson win the World Series? I would have said eh, at least one. They're all signed long-term. They've all been amazing. And then they just all always get hurt. And then when they come back, they suck. Now, you know, it's not 2021 anymore. That was one of the best years of White Sox baseball ever. I would put it second to 2005. Um, yeah, I had more fun in 21 than 08, easily. Well, 21 was great. And I just I, – I can't see it getting back without a total rebuild. I mean, I'm talking like – I'm talking old 16 White Sox, 2012 Cubs, 2012 Astros level rebuild again except it can't be rick Hahn running the show you know you have to make changes so and we'll talk about it objectively so that's what this season's going to be about for us unless they pull a washington nationals or something you know where they win 15 out of 20 and go on a run and like or the phillies last year who were 20 and 28 at the point where they fired joe Girardi. i mean i just don't so i will say vin there this division's not very good again sucks and cleveland's worse than they were last year 
Yeah, so it might be a dumpster fire and someone might sneak in, but that doesn't mean much. Obviously, we saw this team play well against Houston, and then they proverbially shit the bled, shit the bed. Is um, Houston worse than we thought? Yes, they are. I was just about to say that. Well, Jose Abreu has his notoriously horrible April. Me, and you, and Horrible. Jose Abreu are tied in home runs this season. Man, dude, we all have good. zero. We all have zero. I never thought I'd be able to rival his home run totals, but here we are. Uh, Maybe speaking... on opening day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of guys that don't have any home runs, uh, the manager of the White Sox this year doesn't have any because he doesn't get to bat. But uh, we're going to dive into it a little deeper in this week's horrible edition of Pedro's pen. If I can find the clip, here it is. Yeah, man, Pedro Grafal had a rough week, if we're being polite to say the least. Uh, the bullpen was horrendous. Uh, his starter decisions outside of Lucas Giolito, which, you know, weren't, he was just great this week. We'll talk about that later. It was all bad across the board, Vinny. I don't even know one place to pinpoint, but uh, you could tell Pedro's a rookie manager this week specifically. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Pedro Grafal is a major league manager right now. Uh, we were wrong. Rick Hahn was wrong again. Um, he's basically the equivalent of what Tony La Russa gave them. In fact... Tony LaRusso was better. So far, I would agree with you. Um, can we talk about how much, how bad he got outmanaged against Kevin Cash this weekend? Yep, and Kevin, was... Cash, Kevin Cash is amazing. Everybody poo-pooed him for oh, awesome. everybody poo-pooed him for um, the way he handled the World Series in 2020. But you know, he took uh, was it Snell, Blake Snell. He took Blake Snell out and, you know, everybody knows the the way the Rays do things. It's all computers and stuff, you know, and that's why the Tampa Bay Rays are so good. They have like an infrastructure that like, even though they don't spend a lot of money, the White Sox don't spend a lot of money and they're run by morons. The Rays don't spend a lot of money, but they're run by Harvard grads and guys, you know, who are incredibly great with, you know, business decisions. Um, the... Uh, I don't know. I think Kevin Cash is amazing. I'm 0% surprised that he outcoached Pedro Grafal, even though the White Sox, a bad team, kept it close against the Rays, a good team. Our buddy Gavin Sheets hit a big-time home run. Love Gavin. That was um, a moonshot, man. Moonshot. When he hits it, him and Berger, the, our two friends, our two friends that we've interviewed here on the two of our three friends, our two hitter friends, mm-hmm. um, they when they hit home runs, they go to Pluto. You know, they, they don't – and Ashland doesn't count Jake's home runs that don't go, what, 400 feet? You think that, Gavin one, that Gavin one only went 382, but, man, that was a high fastball. It was. It was. should no business hitting out. That's the farthest 382 I've ever seen. Maybe maybe the logistics or the, the illusion of the Tampa Bay Rays Stadium, I forget what they call that, dump. Um, it was the trap. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it definitely played a game on my brain. If it was really only 382, I, I watched that game from a restaurant. 
So, but I remember seeing it going like, wow, he really got that one. But, you know, back to Pedro Grafal, he stinks. The team stinks. It's not his fault that he stinks, though. I think he could be a very good major league manager. I do. But in this situation, with the way things are right now, I just don't see it this season. Yeah, I don't see it either, man. Um, these batting lineups, too, have been so screwed up. Uh, he talked about having consistency at the start of the year. And then as soon as there was a little adversity, he totally changed the bullpen – or not the bullpen, the lineup. It's not consistent. Then he's got Luis Robert leading off. He's got Luis Robert hitting five. He's got Luis Robert hitting nine. He's got Yasmani Grandal cleaning up. He's got Eloy, who was brutal up until this week, cleaning up, and he finally turned it around. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. One of one of like three guys on the team or four guys that hit over 250 this week, which is just saying how bad the team hit. Uh, I, there's no lineup consistency. I don't think he knows what he's doing. This team really misses Tim Anderson. And you can't, like, anytime you're missing T.A., you just can't be as bad as the White Sox are without him. you got to find a way to win games, and they're just not doing that. The bullpen's horrendous. The lineups are horrendous. I, I got nothing else to say. This might be the worst week of managing I've seen. And I've seen a lot of – I've seen some bad Tony La Russa decisions, and this is that's saying a lot. Um, it's horrendous right now. Yeah. Listen, the vibes are better under Griffal. Okay, I don't see nobody sleeping in the dugout. I think everybody's body language is technically better. But, I mean, outside of that, outside of that, and it's barely the case now that they've lost nine of their last ten or whatever it is, I don't I don't think it matters. They haven't won a series. Yeah, they've won zero series. Um, they tied one. Give them credit. They tied one against the defending World Series champions. That was also a month ago. Um, that was a month ago. Um, and they had to win that last game to do it, and they barely won their two wins in that series. They barely lost the two losses, too, but, um, you know, that's baseball. It's crazy to meet their record without Tim Anderson. I saw, what are they, like 22 and 30 in the 50 games they played without Tim Anderson mm-hmm. in the last two years or something? And I'm like, wait a minute. Baseball, probably just as much as hockey – is the ultimate team sport. I know football is a team sport too, but if you have an elite quarterback, you have a chance to win. You oh, see what sure. teams make the final four every year. The Bengals, they have Joe Burrow. The Chiefs, they have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Jaguars all of a sudden are this elite team. Why? Because they have Trevor Lawrence. You know, when they stunk, it was because they could never have a quarterback. Why do the Bears consistently suck? They never have a quarterback. It's like in, in baseball, how can one guy – influence you that much you can only field the balls that are hit to you and you can only bat once every nine tries so like it just makes no sense to me how their record is that good with him and that bad without him so i i still think it's going to be too late when he comes back i know they i know i sound like an old man i sound 90 years old when i Mm -hmm. say um well you can't make the playoffs in april but you sure can miss them well they missed the playoffs already it's over it certainly feels that way. And uh, Dan stummed it up pretty well in the chat. He said, socks stink. It's frustrating as hell. Ass hell. It's a typo, but it's actually pretty pretty accurate. Ass hell. You could, uh, put, you could put a comma in between each of those words. Frustrating. Ass, ass hell. hell. That's a great way to describe this team. It is. Stupid. I mean, they're just I, dumb. They're just stupid. 
It's a dumb organization from top to bottom. The only thing they do better than most teams is serve me delicious food. That is the only thing they do better than everybody else. I'm looking forward to that on Sunday. But you know what? The food at Wrigley's been dog food for a hundred years. It's finally starting to start. It's improving. And if the Cubs get good food at Wrigley Field all of a sudden, then what? I mean, they're they're good. They're not great. They're good. They're not going because their tickets are too expensive. Yeah, that too. But like the Cubs are good. They're not great. They just lost the series to the Dodgers, but they'll be fun. Bellinger's fun to watch. I'm enjoying the hell out of Dansby on the north side. That, that love, perfect love game Dansby. ending was brutal for Drew Smiley. Yeah, that was funny to me because I love seeing Wilson Contreras play for the Cardinals, even though all he does these days is get angry at people. Um, but uh, if Wilson Contreras was the catcher of that game, Smiley would have had a perfect game. That's yeah. that. And we haven't. Did you find it funny? It was a perfect game on the or the anniversary of Humber. Phil Humbers. Yeah. And we haven't had Felix Hernandez had one later that year, and that's the last perfect game in Major League Baseball. It's dude, Vinny. It's so funny you're bringing this up. I brought this up to my wife the other day because we were watching the movie for the love of the game. Have you seen yeah. it? For love of the game's outstanding. It's a fantastic oh, movie. Another first Kevin of all. Costner White Sox movie. Outstanding. Yeah, uh, he's he's a pitcher for. Uh, is it not the white? Is it not a white? No, it's a lot. It's the Tigers. He pitched for the. Tigers. That's right. It's the Tigers. It's the Tigers. I knew that. Feel the dreams with Kevin Costner's the White Sox, but but a lot of it. Yeah. a lot of it's in Chicago. You know, yeah. Like, well, anyway, like we were talking about perfect games, and I was talking about how rare it was, and I was like, yeah, there's actually two White Sox players that threw them, and I was alive for two of them, and I was that one of them working, and I'm just like. And now I was just thinking, I was like, I couldn't even think when the last one was. Was your cardboard cutout for um, there? Did you have a cardboard cutout? No, I, I didn't should've. either. That's one of my I great was, regrets in life. Me too. I was this close. I, I, I had it in my shopping cart and I was like, do I really want to spend $60 on that? It's, you know, $60 is nothing. But like, that's one of my great regrets in life because my cardboard cutout would have been there for. Carlos Rodon or for Lucas Giolito's no hitter, which it would be in my room. Right, that would be so cool. What a dumb decision that was. And like Beef Loaf, Cherizi E, and My Sock Summer all had their sitting in section 108. Like though, though that just to me is such a cool story. I wish I got one. Yeah, me too, man. Well, we will get one this year. I, I that's my prediction on this show. I know we're off the rails. This is Pedro's pen. That's dude. That doesn't matter. It's fine. but. Um, there will be a perfect game this season. I am calling it right now. And you know why they're going to become more frequent, at least for a year or two, there'll be one or two in the next year. I think because the pitch clock, we we had three taken into the seventh inning or later so far this year. And none of them were able to be finished off. There'll be a perfect game soon. There's only been 22 in MLB history. Yeah. Something like that is the most of any team i think you're right Vinny. it's it's and it's not it's never it's never the number one starter either it's like a number three or four guy so yeah what felix was a number one mark early was a one at the time early was kind of a one umber was like a four or five i think want to know a fun fact about humber one of my guys one of my writers at Southside showdown wrote a piece about Humber's perfect game, or he wrote a piece about White Sox perfect games in history. He's a Blue Jays guy. He's like a, um, he's a contributor that like contributes to all the sites. So he's like freelance, and 
he didn't know it was the anniversary of Humber's perfect game when he submitted it to me. I was like, you know, today's the anniversary of that, right? That was Philip Humber's last win in his major league career was his perfect game. Wow. Well, that's a way to go out, I guess. It wasn't his last game. He lost no. many since. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, it's funny because I, I remember I was reading someone saying on Twitter, like, oh, AJ Brzezinski caught two perfect games, but he didn't catch both. He didn't catch Burley's. That was, um, uh, oh God, why am I? Who uh, would have it been? Oh, I know who it was. Tyler Flowers. Tyler Flowers. That could have been it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think who it was. Even... Who was the backup catcher even in 05? I don't even remember. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. But, I mean, did it? Who, Yasmani Grandal. Raul Casanova? I don't even know who that is. Oh, okay. I don't think Yasmani Grandal caught Giolito or Rodon's perfect game, right? Didn't McCann catch one and then Sebi Zavala caught the other? I believe so. It's wild. Yeah, we'll talk about those guys a little bit later too. But yeah, we're gonna it's been a heck of a Pedro's pen. The chat room is very, very enthusiastic. Dan, I've been a fan 35 years in California. I'm tired of this shit. Seven Dude, you're in rebuild. California. Go surfing or something, man. Get a nice tan and then watch the freaking Dodgers because they're going to get Otani over the summer or over the winter. It's going to be awesome. Joe in the chat disagrees about the perfect game comment. Vinny saying pitchers can't get past six innings. There are a lot of pitchers that can't. I think it's White Sox pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what we see on the White Sox doesn't apply to smart teams, teams that know how to manage arms and develop talent. And there have already been three that were taken into the seventh inning this year. And if Smiley didn't get bulldozed by his linebacker catcher, he yeah, would have probably had one. He was a left-handed pitcher. He had the perfect angle to gun him out at first. And this guy, bold. I I don't know what was going through his brain. Yeah, me either, man. I got my pick, though, Vinny, for who I think is going to throw a perfect game this year. Who's that? Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez. Pick. Why do you say that? I like that. He moves. He, he works quick. He's one of those guys that has, like, that funky delivery. Uh, he can, like, stifle guys. He's my pick for, like, the the – I think he's, I think he's like the two or three on the Yankees. I don't remember. Yeah, he's the much. he's the two. Oh no, I guess he would be the three when Rodon is healthy. Correct. Because Garrett Cole's certainly the number one. I know I like to poo-poo Garrett Cole on Twitter, but I don't actually mean it when I do it because Garrett Cole's amazing. Yeah, so I think uh, I think Cortez is my pick just because of his funky delivery. He works quick. We'll see. It's just a name I'm throwing out there. Yeah, for sure. But uh, obviously, we know Pedro was bad. There are quite a few other guys that were bad this week, so let's talk about that flaming pile of shit. And this week's Adam Dud player, or Adam Dud of the week. They're not the players of the week; they're the shit stains of the week. So here we go. You suck. You suck. Suck. Stupid. Lousy. No excuse. What a dud. What a total, total dud. Anyway, we have so many to talk about. Uh, there's a ton of crappy performances and i just had to cherry pick you know some of the bad ones so um i'll let you pick one out of the plethora of pinatas uh that's a that's a three amigos reference if you've seen that movie but uh you tell me who, who's your adam dud of the week we'll talk through a few of them probably yeah the baddest of the all bad for me was reynaldo lopez reynaldo lopez is trying to you know fill in for Liam Hendricks, 
who announced he's cancer-free since our last Amen. show. Great news. Amen. Shout out to Liam Hendricks, friend of the program. Yes. One of the nicest uh, professional athletes I've ever interacted with. So credit to him. Um, Reynaldo Lopez, also a good dude. No issues with Reynaldo Lopez. I think he's a very good pitcher. He just can't close. Not games. a closer. He's not a closer, and he's not an eighth inning guy either. I don't think he's a setup man either. I think he's a long reliever. I think he has a better chance of being a starter than a closer, and I know that might make some people throw up because I don't think he's a starter at all either. But, I mean, two and a third pitch, three hits against, three earned runs, two home runs, four Ks, and I believe two losses to his credit because yep, of two losses. bad pitching in the ninth inning in which the White Sox had a chance to win. Yeah, Relo had a tough week. Um, we just can't wait for the South Slider to come back. We're so happy he's healthy. We hope it's, you know, obviously when he's ready. But this guy's been working out in the offseason. We're ready to have him back. They, they got to put in Graveman to close now, right? I mean, I, I would hope so. But Joe, I am so try anything right now because I legitimately think – I don't think – I don't think they're a mediocre baseball team. I think they're a bad baseball team that if they win 60 games, I'll be impressed. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at right now. I'm It sucks, and some people don't want to hear it. Pessimistic, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a pessimistic person. I no, believe the they're, Devils they're can bad come back. Right now. Yeah, they're, they're just bad. And well, we do. Yeah. I was just going to say real quick, we do have an MLB – Update: There was a no-hit bid going from the Braves. Spencer Strider had a no-hitter going into the eighth, but that is now over after a Gene Segura one-out single. So that no-hit bid has been disrupted, Vinny. So another guy going A-plus. So like I said, the White Sox just can't seem to figure out, guys. The Dylan Cease needs to fig- figure out how to throw less pitches. That's a whole other thing. But uh, he wasn't a dud, but he certainly wasn't a put-on-the-board player of the week. But uh, I'm going to go with a guy. Vinny for my Adam Dud, who was on the list last week, and his stats were almost identically shitty this week as they were last week. Luis Robert, three for 25, a buck 20, 10 freaking strikeouts, somehow managed to score three runs still, stole one base, two RBIs, and a walk. But the 10 strikeouts, Vinny, I've seen some of the worst at bats I've seen from Luis Robert in his tenure on the White Sox this week. The white everyone knows he 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 won't hit any he can't hit anything that's away, a slider outside a ball in the dirt, he goes after it like nine out of ten times and as you can see ten strikeouts this week, out of twenty five at bats Vinny, is absolutely horrendous. Luis Robert Jr. is two thousand and he's a fraud nineteen Javier Baez, or two thousand twenty Javier Baez. Elite defense. Yep. Baez is one of the most magical shortstop I've ever laid my two eyes on. Luis Robert is one of the most magical center fielders I've ever laid my two eyes on. When they get wood on the bat, Luis Music. Robert could put it on the Dan Ryan. Javier Baez could put it on Waveland Street. They all around suck at hitting, though. Javier Baez chases everything. Dude swings at things that are 10 feet out of the zone. Non-competitive pitches. I don't get on guys who swing at sliders and stuff. Like, those are those are meant to be swung and missed. There's a reason pitchers throw junk. Sure. It's to play a trick on your brain. 
but the stuff that's five feet out of the zone, I have a better eye than that. I mean, I am honestly confident that if I faced Garrett Cole right now, if I stepped in a box against Garrett Cole right now, and he pitched me like he was trying to get me out, and he purposely threw four pitches in the sequence out of the zone, like as far as Robert is swinging at some of them, I would draw a walk. I wholeheartedly believe I would not swing. Dude, uh, regardless, I'd love to see it, but nonetheless, I, I think you're right. Lou Bob just had a horrendous week. Um, he needs he needs he needs some work. This is a guy that his first week of the season he was an MVP, and now this week he's like the LVP, the least valuable player. So, uh, really scary when you think about it that way. Although, sadly, I believe he was like second on the team in RBI this week, which tells you how horrible they were. Um, but Vinny, there's a couple other names on this list. Um, we can talk through a few of them because we have to highlight how terrible these performances were. But uh, who else you got? Um, I, I'm going to leave our friend off. I'm not even going to say his name. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to say Andrew Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn is one of the reasons that they stink. Um, yeah. Andrew Vaughn was selected third overall out of Cal. Um, I did a mock draft in 2019 back when I was doing baseball mock drafts. Um, cause the socks were bad enough for me to want to do baseball mock drafts. And that was the only pick I nailed. I got, or no, I got two, right. I got the Orioles taking Adley Rushman. I foobarred the second pick and I got the white Sox taking Vaughn third overall. And then I got the rest of the draft wrong. Um, he's just been terrible. And if he was better, the team would be better. Just like Luis Robert, just like Reynaldo Lopez, just like every other guy that we would have said would be future superstars a year and a half ago. I mean, four for 23, a buck 74 for his batting average, four RBIs, um, one home run, one walk and two runs. Good game so far tonight, even though they're losing. But I mean, just not going to get it done for our guy we like to call Andy. Yeah, Andy, Andy had a rough week at the office. There's a few guys that did. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm not going to put the stats up, but friend of the show, Jake Berger, had a rough week too. Uh, well, I guess I'll put him up. No, I won't. We 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 like Jake too much, but nonetheless, I'll, I'll read him out loud. He went two for 19 with a buck 05 batting average. It's tough. Uh, he did have that big home run, uh, three ribbies, which all came off that one home run. <laughs> uh, three walks, and he struck out nine times too. So that's a guy who struck out. Um, about 50% of the time this week. Um, so rough week for Jake. Hope it gets better. Um, but one of the main problems this week, outside of Jake and all the guys we talked about. Go off on him. Sebi Zavala was un... He was like the worst I've ever seen this week. Look at this. He bet zero. This is 0 for 10. He didn't, get a, he didn't walk. He didn't score. He, didn't, he struck out three times. Sebi Zavala... Not only defensive, defensive league was horrible too. Um, there's a couple plays at home he could have made. There's a couple guys he could have thrown out. I mean, this, these guys can't throw out anybody. But Sebi looked completely lost at the plate in all ten plate appearances. I saw all ten of them. Uh, I just I, I don't have enough bad things to say. Like I'm a, I like Sebi as a backup. I think he's I think he's a great backup. This week he did not have it, Ben. No, and Yasmani Grandal's been good defensively. Someone did a piece for Better. me for Southside Showdown and did like put some of his metrics included in the article. And I was like, I fact checked it to make sure that it was legit. 
Like that's how good the stats were. I was like, yes, yeah, Monty Grandal's doing this. He's doing this well at pitch framing. He's doing this well at everything. And I, I fact checked it, you know, using all the different baseball sites that you can use. And I came to the conclusion that Grandal's actually having a really good year defensively so far. And Zavala is not. He sucks at hitting. Um, I mean, 0 for 10 is unreal. At least he's getting, like, at least on 7 of the 10, he made contact, which I guess is a positive. But, I mean, when we're talking about guys making contact as a positive, I mean, that yeah. sounds like some Little League stuff. I can hear my coach when I'm 8 years old saying, well, you know, you got you made contact. Like, that's John Santucci? Tap, right? like, yeah, John Santucci, exactly. Um, that's That's just something that cannot be the case so yeah rough beyond rough week there's so many guys that didn't play well vin but uh there's a handful of guys that did good and what do we like to call that segment we like to call that segment the put it on the board player of the week this one's gonna feel a little bit better to talk about guys that played well um, I'm not going to lie. I feel kind of dirty when I talk about these guys that are brutal and I have a feeling we're going to feel very dirty all year long. Vinny, I have a bad feeling about that, but uh, I think we probably agree that we think it's going to be a bad feeling, but a lot of guys pitched, not just pitch, but there, there's a handful of guys that deserve to be on this list. Only a handful. And I think I got all five of them on my list, but I'm curious if you have anyone in mind, Vinny, for your put on the board player of the week. Yeah. I'll give a nod to, uh, Someone I really like and somebody that I think could be a very, very good player. And like if he were ever just healthy for a long period of time, which I'm not going to say his little issue at the beginning of the year, he could still play 140 plus games this season. So it's not like all hope is lost for this year for this guy. It just history says it will be. But that's Eloy Jimenez. Mr. High Mom himself, six for 22, 273, three runs batted in, two home runs, and three runs scored for Eloy, who managed to have a good week. And that's just the way it is. I like Eloy. I hope he keeps this up. Yeah, for it, it's encouraging because he was so bad to start the year. And the fact that he's starting to make contact, those two home runs, he got all of them. And he's just taking better swings. There's a couple balls he got robbed on that he could have easily been over 300 this week. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I think Eli had a good week. It's nice to see him coming back, coming back down to – well, coming coming healthy and kind of swinging the bat like we know he can. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and, and give my put on the board player of the week to Lucas Giolito. Uh, this guy is finally putting it together. He looks like he's He looks like he's healthy. I'm sure I just jinxed that. I shouldn't have said it out loud. Um, but his changeup has been filthy. His fastball has been looking really good. Look, five hits over 13 innings, only four earned runs. Uh, all of well, and there's two home runs where those home runs. I think most of those runs are from those homers. Uh, I want to say I think it's at least three of them, maybe all four. Um, three walks, which is for Geo, only three walks over 13 innings. It's nice to see that control. And I especially like to see the strikeouts up in 12 Ks over two outings over 13 innings. Uh, is it safe to say Gio might be on his way back ish? 
Um, I still need to see more from Lucas Giolito to determine whether or not he is back, but I like the 12 strikeouts and only three walks factor in the two starts, and I'll tell you why. That means his stuff is – it means it's more accurate in terms of the fewer walks, and it means it's – he's got better velocity and no – and better um, control and nastier shit for the 12 <laughs> strikeouts, you know, to put it, you know – R-rated. It's just, it's one of those things where when Lucas Giulio can keep the hits down and keep himself in check a little bit, I think that he can be an impact type pitcher. So, you know, I thought I, even last year when Lucas Giolito was bad, it was like, you could pinpoint exactly why he's bad. You know, the control was off. The velocity was down. People were saying it's the muscle. People were saying it's the injury to start the season. Well, all that stuff isn't affecting him so far this year. Um, he's on bereavement right now, so yes. I I pray for anybody in his family that probably lost their life based on that fact. Um, but you know, Lucas, when he gets back, will be an important part of the White Sox rotation. And I mean, again, I don't think this team's coming back at all. But it'd be nice if they can see Giolito pitch well, because if Giolito pitches well, you can move him. He's on the final year right. of his year. He's making ten million a year. If he's pitching well, ten million a year ain't poo. So, like, uh, if the Dodgers or something are, like, trying to squeak into a wild card, because I think the Dodgers are kind of, like, holding back for one more year, knowing that number 17 might be coming there. Um, yeah. Because their offseason, to me, was weird. It's it's like they, they could go get a Giolito as their number five for the postseason. Sure. Or the Padres. Um, I could see a team like the Phillies, if they're in contention, going for a guy like Giolito. Um, I don't know. I, I, that's why I want Giolito to keep pitching well. For sure. And I think we all hope so. Uh, for everyone watching, just in case you're not watching the game, because uh, Sox are in the bottom of the top of the ninth, trailing five to two. Uh, we just had a, a fly out to center, a nice diving catch to rob Oscar Colas of a hit. So one out, three, two more chances to score tie this game but i think we all know how that's gonna go yeah but anyway, uh, diving back into our put on the board players of the week so giolito we talked about aloy jimenez this is a guy we talked about last week who out of the bullpen has just been unbelievable he's been like the mvp of the bullpen and this week he was unbelievable again gregory santos five innings Zero earned runs, only gave up one hit, six strikeouts, one walk. This is a guy people didn't think was going to make the team, and he's been out of out lights out for over two weeks now. Yeah, he certainly has. Um, you you want to know where I'm at right now mentally? Where? This is going to be sad for you to hear. I'm just waiting for him to implode. Like, <laughs> when's it coming? I know that's bad. But I mean, that's just the fastest pitch this year, right? For the Sox. Yeah. 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 I think he touched 101.5 or something like that. Yeah. It's one of the fastest pitches you'll see all year from anyone. So, but I mean, I I hope I'm wrong. Five innings pitch, no one runs a hit, six K's and a walk. I mean, man, just outstanding stuff. Hey, keep it up, Gregory Santos. You know what? I changed my mind. I have faith in him. He is his mind. I love it. 
Oh, we are down to our last bullet, guys, in the Sox. Yeah, who is this? Andrew Benatendi? Yeah. Benatendi. He's down to his last strike. He's Sox. also worth mentioning for the put on the board player of the week. Six for 20, 300, two runs, an RBI, and two walks. I mean, um, Joey Parisi's birthday present and Andrew Benintendi jersey came in the other day. It actually looks sweet. Benny Butt Cheeks. 23. I got him Benny Butt Cheeks for his birthday because uh, Benny Butt Cheeks was in Boston. one of my one of my favorite yeah, one of my favorite baseball seasons ever was 2018. Um, because I listened to every episode of Section 10 during the regular season and just followed the Red Sox almost as closely as I followed the White Sox that year, if not more, because of how bad the White Sox were. Um, the only hundred lost White Sox year during the rebuild. Um, until right? this year, yeah, no, yeah, until <laughs> this year. Um, but Ben Intendi was awesome. You had Ben Intendi in left, Jackie Bradley Jr. in center, and Mookie Betts in right. And then, you know, their infield was, you know, biz nasty. It was just so fun to watch. It is fun, man. Uh, more fun than the current White Sox team to watch. I'm trying to figure out who's going to be that team for me this year. Because once hockey's over, I need like a baseball it's team. That the I'll... Orioles, dude. The, you see, it's the Orioles for you. I think it'll always – it'll be the Braves for me for sure, I think. Because the Braves are – they'll always hold a special place in my heart because I've been to Atlanta a couple times. And I think it'll be the Braves for me. But I like the Orioles. They're fun. You know, for me guy... right now, I like the Orioles. I don't yeah, know. We'll James McCann. Is on the Orioles. Uh, I love Adley Rushman. I think he's the best catcher in the league now, or will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sox lose. Woo! Final five two Toronto Blue Jays. Oh yeah, yeah. The imploding continues. In. Oh, and look at that. The chat room agrees. Sox lose. Yes, they do. Yeah, they stink. Uh, other honorary mention, Vin, for put on the board. We'll- uh, Elvis Andrews, five for twenty. Your pick last week, two fifty, two ribbies, run scored, two walks, and he stole a base. There's not a lot of that going on this year. So, for them, they're the only team in the league. Every other team taking advantage of the disengagements from the mound rule, or you know the pitch clock. Not the White Sox. It's it's crazy. If if let's say the A's have like a randomly good series. Um, they'll tie the White Sox and wins. Yeah, I mean the Sox. The Sox might get to May and not have ten wins. Did you see the A's are on pace for a hundred and thirty-five losses? Yeah, they stink, but they'll beat us in a series right now. They probably sweep us. Well, they got they got possums living in their <laughs> in their broadcasting booths. Did you see that? Yeah, yes, I did see that. <laughs> that's that's tough. Because Dallas Braden, Dallas Braden hosts a podcast I listen to too. Um, Baseball is dead. It's on the DraftKings Sports Network, and it's a good podcast. He hosts it with Jared Carabas, and I listen to almost every episode. And Dallas was telling the story; they were in the the booth. Um, he does color commentary. Most of it's from the field, but he had the inside scoop. I feel bad. I mean, they lost the Raiders to Vegas. Now they're going to lose the A's to Vegas. That'll be great. Did you see the location of that stadium? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like perfect. It's perfect. It's like it's just on the, just down the road from where the Raiders play, and it's right across the, the highway from New York, New York, and all those places. So it's right there. It'd be a great spot. 
they just got to have an indoor dome, man. I'm sure they that's, will. That's what I was thinking too. And Frankie uh, Mueller from my Bardon show, my cousin, he was telling me that too. He's like, I don't get how they're going to play baseball in Vegas. I'm like, well, they have to build a dome. There's no right? way. Like, they, they, there's that, no way they don't. Yeah. Maybe a retractable dome. If anything, if it's like moderately good weather and it's, you know, people want to be outside. But like for the most part, I don't I just can't see in August when it's 120 Fahrenheit in Vegas. Like, I just don't see how you could play Major yeah. League Baseball. You, you, you can't build a stadium there if you're not having a roof on it. I yeah, mean, it's hot in Miami and they put a roof on it. I can imagine it's it's even hotter in in Vegas. So. Yeah. They put a roof on the they put a roof on the football stadium and football's in the winter. Yeah, exactly. And the Raiders don't wear bright colors meant for that weather like the uh Dolphins do. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you know, speaking of this White Sox team and 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 colors that are I don't know. I got no transition there. I was just going to talk about the the schedule coming up. It doesn't get any easier for the White Sox here, Vin. I'm not even going to run the the video for White Sox Weekly because it's going to be talked about for 20 seconds and we're going to move on. But uh, they get two more, Vin, against the Blue Jays. Two more against the Blue Jays. And then we go home for a four-game set against the Tampa Bay Rays. Exactly, exactly. That that says it all, and the Rays won again tonight, um, and they are on pace to be the fastest team at twenty wins, I believe. I'm sick and tired of Towns dominating, though. Like the Lightning just tied their series, or they're about to tie their series against the Leafs. They've been in two of the last three Stanley Cups. I was rooting for the Buccaneers because I love Tom, but like that counts towards their happiness. They and, have Baker now, though. Yeah, they're going to be bad for a while too. I think. But, um, you know, the Rays are consistently one of the best teams. For a long time, it was Boston. It still kind of is Boston. You know, the Red Sox kind of suck. They're okay. But the Bruins, the Celtics, they're probably each the favorite to win each other's conference. And the Patriots kind of blow again. But I don't know. There are some towns that just dominate. There are some towns that dominate. And uh, no one really dominated this week, Vinny. You set this up beautifully for me in terms of uh, the pick to click. There was no one that was amazing. I put the poll out, and somehow White Sox Twitter gave me the win with Jake Berger, who was a dud for me. So I'm just going to hand over the victory to Vinny for his first of the year, first pick of Elvis Andrews. It was between that and Andrew Benatendi. I'm going with, with Andrews just because – you know, he had more RBI. He stole a base. You know, he was just more valuable. He was on base more. So I'm, I'm giving it to, to Andrews. So Vinny gets his first pick in this week's pick to click segment. All right, Vin, who you got? I am going to take my friend Eloy Jimenez. I well, think I, I think he's a stud. If he doesn't get hurt, I mean, I probably just put the absolute hex on him. But if he's healthy, he's elite. And you know, go hit forty bombs this year, Eloy. At least you'll make the White Sox worth watching. One every nine at bats on most days. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully some good things out of Eloy. 
but uh, not much going on today <laughs> from anybody. Uh, so our buddy, I'm going to give Zim second place. Uh, our, our newly married pal, he's not here to make his own choice, so he told us to pick for him. So, Vinny, I'm just trying to think of someone that could have a real nice week, kind of rack up the RBI, kind of hit some home runs. Uh, who do you think? Who do you think we should pick for Zim? I'm thinking maybe Jake Berger, Lewis I was Robert. just going to say Jake. I think he should be the default because he's our friend. Um, he's the only I, I'm pretty. He's the only professional athlete I've ever interviewed twice. So yeah, I think Jake Berger's got to be that guy. And you know, in last week he had such a bad week, and he still was second on the team in RBIs. Yeah. Um, you know, Jake can get hot really quickly, as we saw last year in AAA. Uh, he'd come up and down, then he'd tear it up in AAA, and. Then he got hurt and that derailed him, but I have a feeling Jake will be back with a vengeance. Uh, he's got some good matchups here against uh, the next couple of days with Toronto, and there's there's some hittable guys on Tampa Bay. I mean, you know they've been very good to start the year, but uh, it's been a bullpen problem for us. So I feel like Jake could have a good week. So I like that. So we're gonna give our buddy Zim Jake Berger. Foster wants to know if he could take Jose Abreu. Uh, yes. Watching lots of Astros games there, Foster. I'll start tweeting Astros games with you, Foster. I'll start tweeting about the Astros. Foster gets mad when I get him into more sports. I'll get you into more sports. I'll watch the Astros. So, watch so, some, Foster, watch so Foster, I actually wrote that. I wrote that down for your pick for Abreu. So we'll put that out there on the poll next week because we didn't have a guest this week. So you'll be our fourth option. And uh, if you win, we'll we'll give you credit for, for your win. I'm we know our. I know who's not going to vote for him is our buddy Gabe. He's been uh, against yeah. Abreu a lot lately. Yeah, he which... he he was against Abreu last year. Gabe is not a big fan of Abreu. Especially he when calls he him some things we won't say on the uh, show right now. Did you did you see that video of him on MLB the Show and he beamed? Yeah, Abreu. <laughs> you know it's funny. My that was the best thing. Biggest I saw Gabe last fan. Week. Katie's the biggest Gabe fan. Oh, I love Gabe, She man. sends me all his funny tweets. <laughs> and today he mixed RC, uh, Coke, and Pe- Coke. With, yes. And Pepsi. And he reviewed it. I was like, this guy. <laughs> and then His food it, reviews are amazing. 10. <laughs> Everything is 10. <laughs> I want to do some food reviews, man. I'm looking forward to getting some ballpark food on Sunday. But... Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of ballpark food, and I got to pick something good to eat with my pick to click this week. So, um, I but the burger's taken, so obviously I can't think of food related name. But uh, I'm gonna go. Hmm, uh, I'm gonna go with Andrew. I can't. No, he had a good day today, so I don't want to skew things. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go with Luis Robert. Hopefully for the big bounce back, it's either boom or bust. He's been bust two weeks in a row. He's got to turn it around, so I got a good feeling about it. And and Caitlin just commented, Vin, she said Gabe's got the best content on the internet. Besides me, of course. Yeah, man. That's – you've been betrayed, Vinny. No, Gabe Gabe does have the best content on the internet. There's no doubt about it. And Foster has the best comment of the day. Zim planned his entire marriage to get out of this week's pick the clay. <laughs> yeah, he picked a good year to get married because he doesn't have to watch the White Sox as much as the rest of us. 
Uh, he's off doing much more fun things than watching the White Sox right now, I'm sure. Yeah. I, they they look really happy. I saw some photos on, on the Facebooks. Um, didn't want to post them up here because I'm sure they'll they'll wait for the official ones, but uh, really happy for Zim and Brittany. It's really exciting. And uh, Foster nailed it on the head. Uh, he planned it perfectly. So with that said, recap, uh, Vinny's going with Aloy Jimenez. I'm taking Luis Robert. Foster's taking Jose Abreu and Zim is taking Jake Berger. I have a feeling he won't be, he won't have a problem with that. So uh, we'll see what happens. The current standings, Vinny, you have one. I have one and our guests have one. Uh, the, the guest that won was Celeste. Um, we're going to tally it and see if maybe one of us win. Maybe us don't one of us don't this year, but we'll see. Speaking of guests, Vinny, Next week's guest is Lamont Pope from the Chicago Tribune. He covers the White Sox. He goes to every game. He knows this team inside and out. He knows the guys in the clubhouse. And he's going to bring us all his White Sox knowledge next week on Monday. It's an off day, so we were able to secure him to come with us. So looking forward to talking to Lamont. Hopefully, after a much better week of White Sox baseball, we're not off to a good start, but we'll wait and see. Vinny's laughing at something. I don't know if it's Caitlin in the background or what. No, it's someone joined our chat just now that I'm like wondering if it's like the baseball gods telling him to tune in or what. But <laughs> Gabe, 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 you just missed it, dude. We were just talking about your food reviews and you mixing Coke and RC. And then we loved how you beamed Jose Abreu and MLB The Show man so we we love you buddy we were just talking about you literally just when you joined so um that's and i think we all agree with foster man i hate the ass shows yep and katie uh, says hi gabe yeah i've i've simmered down on the astros i i i respect i like dusty i like dusty i like dusty um dusty helped he was a big part in providing some great entertainment for me back in 2003. But um, I, I love Jose Abreu. I think the only Astro from the cheating scandal that I hate is Correa. Just because he like... Altuve. I, no, I don't. I, I kind of respect Altuve. Altuve was just like, nah, screw you guys. Where Correa was like all mad about it. Like he yeah. couldn't understand why people were asking him the question. At least Altuve took it on the chin. He accepted the booing. He understood it. Like, you know, he wasn't a little, you know what about it. Yeah. He, he was like, I don't know. And Altuve, no matter what, Altuve is still the the five eight guy with a Hall of Fame resume. Yeah. He'll be back soon, too. Yeah, he'll be back soon. And you know what? That could be a big reason why the Astros are just okay right now, too. That's true. You know, and and one... the fact that Abreu can't hit the broadside of a barn right now. Yeah, which adding uh, Altuve back might push Abreu down a little bit. Kyle yeah. Tucker, who wasn't even there in 2017, is just a dog. Jordan Alvarez is probably the best designated hitter not named Shohei Otani in the America or in Major League Baseball. Another absolute dog. So mm -hmm. I just I don't know. The Astros, they're an entertaining team a lot of the time. I was hardcore rooting for them in the World Series. I almost always root for, sure. for the American League champion. I thought for sure when you said you loved Abreu that our buddy Gabe was gonna tell us how much he hates <laughs> him. He he probably still will, but he did say he loves us. So we we love you too, Gabe. 
Yeah. Oh, Dally. We we all remember Dally. He hated Dally. Well, he he wasn't good after he left the Astros. So. No, he wasn't. Um, he was okay in 2020, the short season. No, not okay. He was freaking awesome in 2020. He had an ERA. He was better yeah. than Giolito that year. He was. And it's funny, Gabe joined us at the perfect time because we teased this at the beginning of the show, Vinny. And we're finally here to the guaranteed take. We got a lot of Bears fans to tune into this network. So our guaranteed take is going to be a good one. And I forgot to do the video intro. So we're going to talk about this week's guaranteed take. So, yeah, officially today, Aaron Rodgers was traded out of the NFC North. And I got me thinking, Vinny, it got me thinking, who is the White Sox equivalent of Aaron Rodgers, of him getting traded out of the division or whatever? Uh, there's a lot of names that, that that could kind of do that to us. There's been a lot of names over the years that have like been White Sox killers, if you will. Um, in our division right now, there's a couple names I can think of, Vinny. Um, the first one that comes to mind for me right now is Jose Ramirez. It's a guy that just murders us and murders us and murders us and will likely continue to murder us this year uh, with the way that Pedro manages this bullpen, but who do you got, Vin? Who's one of those guys? And, and it could be old, a player of old. It could be a player of new. Uh, who you got for the modern-day Aaron Rodgers for the White Sox? Yeah, there are a couple guys who are no longer in the division. Like I think of uh, a guy like Nelson Cruz comes to mind initially because yeah. he was just an absolute menace. Um, Luis Arise was an outstanding oh. player against the White yeah. Sox, but he's with the Marlins now. But it kind of seems like the guy he was traded for, Pablo Lopez, the pitcher, is just going to be a menace for the White Sox now. He dummied them in that one game that they played against the Twins. Um, active player, obviously the easy answer is Jose Ramirez. Um, the Cleveland Guardians, in my opinion, are one of the most entertaining baseball teams to watch. Even though they're off to a little bit slower of a start than they'd like, they're not as good as they were last year. I just like the makeup of their team. They're a pitching factory. They get necessary hitting in key moments. It's not all about the home run. Shane Bieber's outstanding. I think Tristan McKenzie's all world. So, you know, it's just a really good organization. Um, but as far as a specific player, Jose Ramirez fits the bill because he's elite, just like Aaron Rodgers is elite. But a player that's not elite that comes to mind as a Sox killer, Josh Naylor. And, you know, I think of you when I think of Josh Naylor. I'm sure you don't love that. I say that. No, no, Um, I I honestly think you ruined the White Sox rebuild, Joe Mandel. It's probably my fault. They were never the same from that game on. They were on a eight. They were on a seven game winning streak. Yes, they were last year when that happened. And they were in first place of the AL Central by a lot. And they lost that game to Cleveland, lost like six straight. And it was never the same since. It's because I said that the game was in the bag or whatever. I, yeah. I'm sure I have the video laying around somewhere. I used to have it on deck here. But I think I deleted it. Out yeah, if you get annoyed by that, keep getting brought up, I don't blame you. I just don't know if I can, like, force myself to stop. No, it's my fault, man. I'm, I accept it. It's all yeah. cool. It, I mean, it happens. It happens. But it's not actually your fault. But that Josh Naylor, they that is a fact that they were on a seven game winning streak. They swept Boston on Mother's Day. I will never forget it. I honestly think I'll never forget it as long as I live. They swept Boston on Mother's Day last year and that completed a seven game winning streak. And then the following day, Monday, we did South Burbs Hitman 
and that was the Naylor game, and that's where the whole season fell apart. The Naylor in the coffin? The Naylor in the coffin of the rebuild. Yeah, I'm going to say Josh Naylor is my non-obvious Jose Ramirez answer. I like it. I like it. I, and I've, I've got one. I got two more. I got one that's an older player and one that I'm going to do right now who is like actually a guy that got traded out of the division so you can make the comparison. For me, it's Whit Merrifield, man. He, was with, he tore us up with the Kansas City Chiefs, the wrong team, Kansas City Royals, for so long. Uh, he just got it done year after year, just White Sox killer, and he killed us tonight. He, he's another guy that's on the traded to the Blue Jays, and he did some damage against us still tonight. So uh, that's the one guy that I can like point to traded. Oh yeah, and he's still kicking our ass from another team. Um, and then the one guy that comes to mind from growing up watching the White Sox was Joe Mauer, man. Joe Mauer, him and Joe, Justin Morneau, both of those guys. Yeah. yeah. That combo was deadly. Morneau, was. people forget he played for the White Sox. He did for play for the White Sox, and they were okay when he was on the team. You made me think of another one, too. I don't know if you were done with Maurer, though. I'll let you finish. I was just going to say about Maurer, just he would throw guys out. He would just be a menace behind the plate. And then he would come up, and he'd hit bombs. And then he'd hit doubles, standing doubles. And he wasn't fast, either. You know, that guy was a White Sox killer up until the very end of his career. So uh, big props to Joe Maurer. That guy deserves all the respect. Well, yeah, when I think of the great catchers of like, I don't know, is my childhood an accurate statement? Because I wasn't like a kid kid when he was in his prime. Yeah, you're, I, like, you're blossoming into uh, learning the game of baseball. Yeah, my, my voice was cracking when Joe Maurer was in his prime. Nuts were dropping. Yeah, I wasn't like a little, little kid, but I would say I was on the younger side. And I remember him just being a complete a-hole against the White Sox. Um, you made me think of one by mentioning the Royals, though. Salvador. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's great against – all these guys are great against everyone. The Pedro Grafal product. Yeah, the Pedro Grafal product. Salvador Perez was – is one of the best offensive catchers to ever grace a Kansas City Royals jersey and an MLB jersey in general. So yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, I think. Hall of Famer for sure. I would say so. He's got you a know, World Series. Didn't he keep Jose Abreu from winning the Triple Crown? Or he was like, I think so. And he might have kept him from an RBI title or two, but like just a great player. A great player. Loved watching World Series MVP, Salvador Perez. So yeah, shout out a beast that year. So yeah, go, all great options. Uh, a lot of them still Sox killers. Some of them no longer playing, but uh, I think all Bears fans are happy to see Aaron Rodgers leave. Bye bye, Aaron. <laughs> we will not miss you. The Bears haven't won in Lambeau in like eight years. Um, they've only won like once at all in the last eight years. I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay record against the Bears will end at 24-3. and um, I never have to see him do that stupid discount double-check celebration. Never, and then, never, never say never, Vin. That would only happen in the Super Bowl. And you know what, Joe Mandel? If the Bears ever make it to the Super Bowl within the next year or two while Rodgers is finishing out his career and they go up against the New York Jets, I think I will just lose all faith in every sport. I, I might just be done. Like, I might get a job at McDonald's or something and just become an anime guy. I'm being dead serious. 
I, I, I don't think if that happened, I would legitimately feel cursed as a human being. Well, Vinny, you know that the schedule makers are sitting there. They're like, for week one of the season, we're going to do Bears, Jets. Do we play the Jets, though? I don't think we do. Do they have the, is the schedule out? No, the schedule is not out, but you know your opponents. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, they, I think you're they, right. don't, they don't play the Jets. You play, you play your division home and away, so that's six games. Mm-hmm. And then you play every team that came in the same place as you in the NFC. So I believe that's the – in the East, that would be the Commanders? No, it's definitely not the Commanders. It's definitely Cowboys. It might be the Commanders. That was a good division. It was the Commanders. And then the South would be the Falcons, probably the Falcons. Here's the opponents. I pulled it up. So there we you got, go. We got the Lions. We got the Packers, of course. The Vikings, of course. We got the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders, Arizona Cardinals. I already said Packers, Vikings, all those divisions. Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, New Orleans Saints, schedule. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Washington Commanders. You were correct, and Cleveland Browns. Okay, so they play. They play every team in the NFC South. It sounds like they play yeah. every team in the NFC South, and then the third play or the last place team in the in the West and the East and that extra game, the 17th game is definitely the Browns because they rotate each division Mm -hmm. and what place you come in. So Foster says the jets in a few years, but it could be quicker than that. I'm pretty sure next year's matchup is the East for the bears in the AFC. So if they come in the same place as the jets, the following year, it could be the jets again and it would be at home. Because this year the AFC or the NFC, no, yeah, this year the AFC has the home extra game. There's yeah, a yeah. there's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know how I know all that. Cause yeah, I didn't know all that. It it's it's a lot. Because I try hey, to figure it's... out the schedule early. Yeah, it's a good it's a good week for the White Sox to be bad because you got the NFL draft coming up on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Exciting week of content here on the Barroom Network. And I'm going to take that real quick opportunity to play a couple ads because you got Gabriel talking football. You got draft on tap. They had Mark Schofield on the show. So let's take a look at a couple of these ads before we get out of here. But uh, make sure you tune into the Barroom Network for all our draft coverage this week. It's going to be a doozy. So check this out. He can be a pocket passer. Some of the stuff I've, uh, again, I, to get ready for tonight, I was rewatching the last half of the season. And I see it. It's there. Like, it needs to be developed and brought out. But he's a pocket passer. He's a thrower of the football. And, again, he was my QB2 coming out. I remain a huge fan of his game. I want to see him get to where he can be because I think he could be special in this league. The athleticism is great, and it helps him solve problems, and it can help that team win games. But what he can do from the pocket and the potential that's there from the pocket is what's going to make him a great one. Greg Gabriel, former director of scouting for the Chicago Bears. This guy's more of a move guy than a Y. He's not very strong. He needs to get stronger, especially in the lower body. Danny Shimon, professional scout for player agents. 
an intriguing background. The more you watch him, the more you like this kid. Squally kid that caught a lot of people's eyes at the East-West Shrine game. Between the two of them, they've posted over 100 scouting reports for Bears fans. I love him, and I think that he is a perfect three in this game. For just $10, you can have access to every one of those videos. Marvin Mims, he's quick, fast, consistently gets open. He gets in and out of cuts very, very quickly. Just go to patreon.com forward slash barroom draft. Huge week at the barroom, Vinny, for the NFL draft. And for you, I know you're covering all this stuff across the board. You got White Sox, you got Jaguars. Um, you're probably covering some Bears stuff too, I would imagine, to some capacity. So it's crazy time for the NFL draft. I, I it got started today with the Rodgers trade, and it's not going to slow down. You know, anything, Vinny, you're looking forward to this week for the draft? I mean, is it? do you think it's the number one is going to be uh, – who do you think is number one? I, I think I know who the consensus pick is, but uh, curious who you think is going first. To yeah. Carolina. If I were not taking a quarterback like that being the big need, I would take Will Anderson Jr. first overall. That's I'm probably biased, and I know that's not who everyone thinks. I know for a while it was Jalen Carter, but he's going to fall. Um, C.J. Stroud – is up there. I think he's the betting favorite to be taken by Carolina. Um, but also there's uh, Bryce Young from Alabama. Yeah, see, I'm hearing Bryce Young is the favorite to go to Carolina. So Yeah, I guess. it wouldn't shock me at all. Um, yeah, I'll be doing the Bears at 9 for DeWindy City, and I will be doing the Jaguars at 24 for blackandteal.com. So I'm, I'm very excited for it. And then we're going to dedicate our entire third period of our hockey show to the NFL draft on Thursday is or on Wednesday nice. as well. And I think Thursday's crosstown crosstalk will talk baseball, but also we're going to be the last show before the draft goes live here on the barroom network. So there'll be some dedication to that as well. Um, and you touched it. I mean, I'm, I'm covering it all. It's that the socks, um, whenever the Cubs do something interesting, I'll throw that onto Windy City. The Blackhawks have the third best odds for the draft lottery. And then I'm doing the Oilers versus King series for puck pros. Um, and just the NHL playoffs in general are amazing. I have Winnipeg on now, and they wear all white in their. Or no, I have no. Toronto. Toronto and Tampa tie, are tied now. It was four to one Tampa, and I saw the leads creeping back, so I flipped it back. And then you got Winnipeg. Everyone in the crowd wears white. It's the whiteout. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs are incredible. So if the White Sox are pissing you off too much, and when the game ends, you need some good sports to watch. I highly recommend the Stanley Cup playoffs and then and the you, NFL draft on Thursday. And your Devils got a big win tonight, Vin. Yes, they did. I don't know if you watched my eyes peeled for the entire third period during the show. Um, I was breaking down a – I think I was breaking down Lucas Giolito when they scored to take I, the go-ahead. I remember. The go-ahead goal. And it took everything in me not to freak out. But, yeah, <laughs> huge win, series tied. Um, impossible is nothing. And – you know, a tie series. It's best of three now. That's Next right. team to win two. No, no home team has won. In this yeah, that's that's amazing, isn't it? So well, you know, it's weird. It's just weird. <laughs> well, and Vinny's so fast. I was texting him earlier when I found out about the Aaron Rodgers news, and he already had an article posted about two. <laughs> two. <laughs> I, I was like, I just the Windy City and one for Black and Teal because yeah, the reason I did one for Black and Teal is because. 
now the Jaguars have to deal with playing in the best quarterback conference of all time. I mean, Mahomes, mm. Allen, Burrow, Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, um, Deshaun Watson for all for as big of an a-hole as he is, is a very good quarterback. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is a okay quarterback, right? Like, it's just an outstanding quarterback conference. So that's why I did it for Black and Teal, but uh, for and, obvious reasons for the Bears. And there's going to be some great new additions here after this week to that, you know, to AFC and NFC. So where do we'll you see- stand on Stroud and um, Young? I like Stroud. Uh, I think I think Young's I think Young's the more athletic guy. I don't care about his height. I really don't. I think it's the IQ and his football. His testing scores are off the charts. Uh, I was reading today somewhere. I can't think remember the name of the test, but Stroud took one of the tests and he did so bad that every quarterback to ever do bad on it, I guess, has been a total flake out in the league. Um, I can't think of what the heck the the test is called, but uh, they talked about it this morning on Morning Man on Mad Dog Sports Radio. I'm trying to think of what the test is called, but nonetheless – um, I still think Bryce Young is a better guy, but I think Stroud's got a quarterback future ahead of him. Uh, I mean, I could see him going to a team like Houston or something like that, and I'm, I don't know exactly where they're going to go. But Is it the cognition test? I believe so. That's wild. He got 18%. <laughs> yeah. And Bryce Young did amazing on it. Um, I can look it up for you right now. Yeah, he led the class. Red when I pulled it up just now. Yeah, so I think that's the difference. I think that's I think especially now that came out, I think you're definitely gonna see Bryce Young probably go first, but maybe we'll be surprised. You know, Indy needs a quarterback too. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I'm interested to see what happens. I want to see what the Bears end up getting. Uh, the Jags, the Jags have Calvin Ridley coming back now this year, and they you know they have a much more complete offense. So. It's interesting to see if they focus on defense, if they focus on offense, linemen, you know, there's a lot to improve upon the Bears too. So it's going to be an exciting week in sports. Yeah, there's no doubt. And the narrative about Alabama quarterbacks is kind of dying because Jalen Hurts was in the Super Bowl with the Eagles. He's been a huge offer, huge, contract. huge offer, huge, huge contract. I think Tua, when he's healthy, is a winner. The stats might not be pretty. He might not be pretty to watch. But I think he's like seven and three as a starter, eight and three as a starter. When he's healthy, the Dolphins were undefeated this past season, or they lost like one or two games. Did you see he's taking like jujitsu to like learn how to fall? Yeah, yeah, which is probably a good idea, even though it sounds crazy. And then you have Mac Jones too, or Mac Jones, yeah, Mac Jones, and yeah. eh, he's okay. He's you know he's an NFL quarterback ish. <laughs> Well, I, I don't feel as strongly about him, but I think the other guys you mentioned, um, I think Bryce Young will be really good for Carolina. I think that's what's going to happen. But for sure. you know, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. As we mentioned, Vin, the Barroom Network will be covering it all week long. You have two more shows. You'll be talking about the draft. You got Draft on Tap. You got Dan and Aldo, Bear Their Souls. It's busy week. Greg Gabriel talking football, all kinds of stuff. Make sure you give us a follow. So you can see at the bottom of the screen, follow at Barroom Network, at Southburb Hitman, at Joe Mandel, at Vinny Parisi, at Raging Sox Fan. 
And then I pull up this other one, hit that subscribe button to be notified when all game, I meant to say all shows, all shows go live on the Barroom Network. So make sure you do that. But Vin, we've we've got to the tail end of our show. We hit the hour 15 mark. So we're going to jet out of here and, and enjoy the evening. And I, I know you got other stuff to cover. So Stanley Cup playoffs. But before we do, Vin, any shout outs? Yeah, shout outs are always the same. My girlfriend, Katie, my mom, my dad, my brother. I love all you guys very much. Two of them are sitting within five feet of me right now, low key. They're giving waves. Which ones? Uh, Mom and Katie. (laughs) Joey's off somewhere probably watching the – he's about to watch his lightning choke and ruin his parlay, just as I predicted. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it's been a good time. Those are my shout-outs for the week. They're my shout-outs always. But, yeah, happy week. Love it, man. Love it. Uh, I want to shout out my beautiful wife, Catherine. She is the reason I do everything. She is my everything. And uh, I just love having her as my partner in crime for life. Uh, My life wouldn't be the same without her. So love her. Of course, I love my daughter, Audrey, 15 months. Just the cutest thing on earth. Then she is off and running now, my friend. Oh boy, she's they take that one step right, and then it's zoom. There's there's no stopping her now, man. She's just off to the races, and uh, they like you said, she is just the cutest thing in the world. So I love seeing that. <laughs> it's exciting now. Now she need, can actually use shoes. Before she would just you know be all about socks and barefoot, but not anymore. You need to get those shoes now. So love that. Love her and my great Dane Maverick. Uh, he is like the funniest thing in the world. Then this big ass dog climbs up between me and my wife when we're sleeping in the middle of the night and he sandwiches himself between us. Like he's like the filling in an ice cream sandwich. So it's like literally I woke up and his ass was in my face this morning. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, That's you don't. I, I don't know it when I'm sleeping because he he's so quiet. He sneaks up for a big ass dog. He is the sneakiest little guy. I love well, it. Sneakiest big guy. A great Dane, anyway. you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred and thirty pound boy. Great Dane. That's a big boy. But uh, he's hilarious. He is uh, <laughs> love him to death. So shout out to Maverick, my wife Catherine, and my daughter Audrey. Shout out to you, buddy. Always love doing the shows with you. And the content you bring, it's always fun and uh, it's always conversational and a good time. So thank you. And of course, we have to give a big shout out to Steven Zim Zimmerman for getting married yesterday. Congratulations to you and your wife, Brittany. We wish you guys a lifetime full of happiness. And hopefully you don't have to watch any White Sox games this week. <laughs> Actually, we should text them and tell them to, that's our prescription is don't watch any games. This yeah, week, just so. don't. That's we'll our wedding you, gift to him. Yeah, yeah, we'll clue you in next next week on on the shenanigans of this brutal schedule. It doesn't get any better for the White Sox. But um, for as much negativity as we had on the show, we had a lot of exciting fun talk. And looking forward to making it out to the ballpark on Sunday. I'm going with my brother-in-laws to go see the Tampa Bay Rays take on the White Sox. Um, hopefully, it's not a bloodbath, but we'll find out. But regardless, I'm going to get some good food, Vin. So that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Did you decide if you're going to go on Sunday? Um, I haven't. I have a big party on Saturday, so going to kind of all depend on how all how much you have to drink. Yeah, literally, <laughs> uh, a wrist. It's a wristband type of party, so you know how those go for people. Yeah, like, I, care, <laughs> I care not to remember those days. 
<laughs> well, I usually don't remember them. That's why. Yeah. And if the Devils win Thursday. That could be the clincher, right? It, 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 it'll be, it could be a clincher either way. Because someone's going to have their backs against the wall that night. So it could, oh, be a, could be an interesting one. Big week for Vinny Parisi. Make sure yeah. you're following him on Twitter at Vinny Parisi. Check out everything at Southside Showdown, uh, Windy City FS, uh, Black and Teal. Did I cover them all, Vin? Um, Southside Showdown, Black and Teal. Southside Showdown. Puck Pros, Black yeah, and no, Teal, I didn't cover the Windy City. And pucks and pitchforks. That's it. That's the that's the. Five. And you can catch Vinny on the pregame show for the blue yep. the blue the Blue Devils. The man, blue man I've never heard of. That's my that's my fantasy football team name in one of my leagues. I took the Devils logo and made it blue. And I'm nice. The Bar- I'm the Bartlett Blue Devils. Yeah. Well, well there you go, man. See, that's ten, what I was thinking. ten years old. That name. I did that when I was in high school, and I haven't changed it. <laughs> Dude, I love it, man. See, I did it on purpose. Not, but. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a wild week of White Sox baseball. Hopefully, it gets better. We're not cautious. We're not optimistic about it, but you know, see what happens. We'll be doing put on your socks and all that fun stuff. So, we're going to be cautiously optimistic. And I, by when I say that, I mean not at all. So, look forward to that, Vin. Appreciate you as always, my friend. And I know we say it every single show, and we usually mean it, but kind of don't mean it right now. But nonetheless. Let's go, White Sox. Have a great week. I'll see you, some, some of you guys at the ballpark on Sunday. Uh, Vinny, for you, go, go Devils. Go Devils. Go White Sox. One more than the other. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the perfect way to end the show. So if I could find the closing credits, which I've been struggling to do the last couple weeks, there they are. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Will it get better? Probably not. Let's go away, Tox. <laughs>